crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another awesome, amazing episode of the Heroes of Noise. I am one half of the Dynamic Duo, and my name is Steve Hosson. Other half, present. What's up, everybody? My name is Dan Ramirez. Welcome to episode 40. Steve, this is a special show today, man. It's like going to be one of those, like, uh, we would wish it could be a little more special, but it's going to be special. Because you know why, Steve? Why? Because about the time this is coming out... Heroes of Noise turns one. One oh year old. Oh my God. Happy birthday to us. Oh. Happy my birthday, goodness. ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. We made it. Y'all didn't think it was going to happen, but it, we made it. And we have no one to thank but you and ourselves. Thank you so much to you and ourselves. And, you know, I want to send out a special thank you to Dan. Dan is the man behind the magic. The dude sits there. Not only does he record, but he then, I send him the file. He takes the files and makes them into magic. Dan, you yourself are owed an applause. Oh, thank you very much, sir. I'll just, I'll just give myself a little one. Just a little tiny one, man, because I'm being modest today. I'm also very tired, Steve. Should we talk a little bit about why we're tired? Totally. Uh, why this show might be a little bit different than the rest of the shows, but not too different? Totally. Why are you tired, Dan? Well, you see, we just got back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we were very busy last night. We had a great, uh, gosh, I guess it was just a very fast, now it's about, what, 30 hours, I guess? Uh-huh. Yesterday, we took off to Southern California, and we went to Hollywood Horror Nights at Universal Studios, and we didn't get to didn't get to slumber time at least me personally i didn't get to bed till about four o'clock this morning man and then we drove back from southern california back to the san joaquin valley back to fresno fres yes and dude i'm dragging ass today man it's i don't know i think i'm getting old i can't keep up with these youngsters anymore man dude, I had a blast though listen it's funny because on my way uh on my way back home i was talking to the uber driver and lyft driver and the lyft driver said um he's like hey so um what were you up to man where are you headed to and I said, um, it's none of your business. Stay out of grown folks' situation. No, I'm joking. Oh, thank you. Like, Stay out um, of my personal affairs, sir. <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm, uh, I came back from Halloween Horror and I said, man, I can't do the back and The back and forth is rough, man. Otherwise, I would have just done back and forth yesterday. But I don't think I could have made it. He said, yeah, as in, I'm going to tell you right now, it all you're not going to be able to do that like you used to do it. You just can't. Your body's not going to be able to do that. And today, it was I'm so glad that I, we spent the night and then we just did it today because I felt great. I got home, I ate some food, took a nap, and now, as you can see, I'm kind of back. Now that I got my drink lubricated in my voice, I'm back to normal. But I felt, um, I felt good today, man. I'm not going to do that. That back and forth is too dangerous for me, I'm realizing. It's just dangerous. You can't be doing that by yourself. No. It's, you know, because... I, it, I think that one reason that it made me very, very, uh, I was awake was the fact that, you know, you were there, but I could tell that the whole 4 a.m. in the morning or the 4 a.m. Why did I say in the morning of the 4 a.m. thing? Uh, it definitely took a toll on you because you were, you were, uh, even though you were okay, you definitely, you definitely were tired. Can we say that? Oh, we can definitely say that, man. I was just trying to like, my recollection was off. We were trying to have a conversation in the car. We were just trying to pull up things that we normally talk about with ease. Steve's doing fine because this is his, you're, that's kind of your normal hours, right? Yes, I mean, you're, totally. you, you are a night owl. Yes. And I, uh, I 
am soon to be a night owl. I'll get to that in just a second. But uh, yeah, dude, I was having some trouble with the recollection. Had to take a little nap, before, you know, right when I got home. And I'm I'm about I'm about ninety percent ready to rock this thing. I think I'm just going to be soft rock today. That's not bad. It's going to be a little bit of a quicker show too. So let, let's get that out of the way real quick, guys. I never like to shortchange you. First of all, first and foremost, if I could give you guys like my time, Steve can always give his time. But if I could give you guys like a full, I don't know, four hours a week, I would totally do it. And my excuse prior to, uh, well, just my excuse before was that, you know, I was working all the time. And then, as you know, I wasn't working all the time. I actually got laid off a few weeks ago. I think it was, uh, let's see, the 28th of September. So we're working on about three weeks. And I'm happy to report, ladies and gentlemen, that your boy has another job lined up. Yeah. Some good folks over at this place that uh, shall remain unnamed reached out to me and they said, sir, we think you know what you're doing and uh, we think that you could bring something to the place. So would you like to come work for us? And I said, that's right. I would absolutely love. That's the right answer I'm going to give you right there. I'm very happy to say that I am back in business. I start work kind of tomorrow. I have to go take care of some paperwork and things like that. So the reason that I'm telling you all of this is, A, I'm happy as hell that I have another job. But uh, we were going to actually record during the, the morning hours this week. And on the way back to Fresno, I got the call that it was a you know definitive thing. And they need me there for training and all of that. So I was kind of like, I went into my crazy Dan mode for a second. Like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? Steve calmed me down, as he does. And then we just decided, you know what, as opposed to like trying to stress ourselves out to make this fit, we're just going to get on the mic tonight, tired or not, and we're going to give you guys a show, reporting, letting you guys know why we're, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter show. And, um, you know, I I guess what I'm saying is we weren't quite as prepared as we normally are, but uh, I'm happy as hell, you guys. I I feel like I'm babbling, Steve. Am I babbling? No, you're not. I think it's a good thing that you uh, told everybody the good news, especially... This was a thing that was kind of hanging over your head for a while. Because even though things were going well for you, everything was going to be fine. I knew everything was going to be fine. You knew everything was going to be fine. The reality of everything being fine was, in fact, not there. And now it is. It is there. And I'm very, very happy that it is. Um, But I think it was perfect because we went on this trip. And the trip was to kind of be like, let's detach, unwind, and have fun. You did that. And then on the way back from the trip, you got it. It just worked out perfectly, G. That really did. It couldn't have timed any better. (laughs) It was amazing. We were in the middle of a conversation. You're like, oh, can I tell him how it happened? Sure, go ahead. I know what you're going to say. So we're in the middle of a conversation, and I see him looking on his phone. He's like, oh. And I was like, everything okay? He's like, oh, I think that's them. And when I'm like, that's them, I'm thinking, oh, well, who could he possibly be talking about? And then in my brain, he said, there's only one thing he could possibly talk about. I was like, that is the job? And they're like, yeah. And I said, you should take it because I'm very interested in if you got it or not. And so he picked up the phone. And it was an obvious good, it was obvious good news from Joe. Like, he was like, hey, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, oh, yes. Because you're not going to be like, hey, we didn't. Are you excited about the fact that we didn't give you the job? Absolutely. That wouldn't have been the situation. (laughs) You bet your ass I am. (laughs) And so hearing him talk about, you know, hearing him talking on one side and he hangs up and it was, I was like, I already know. I already freaking know you got that daggone job. And here's the thing. Dan's not lucky to have a job. The place is lucky to have Dan. That's oh, thanks, real. man. 
I appreciate you saying that, dude. You're the best at what you do. And so they're going to, they're going to, it's going to be really fun. It's gonna, and for me, it's like you going to a new first day of high school, a new high school. You don't know the people yeah. there. You don't know the teachers. You don't know anything. So you're kind of going there with your backpack, sitting down and being like, well, where do I fit in? Where am I? Who am I in this place? And what new things am I learning? And it's just going to be so much fun, I think, dude. You know, there's some nerves that are coming up, though, man, because it's been, let's see. I was at my last place for five years, uh-huh. which I went voluntarily. You know what I'm saying? Like it was my, everything was my decision to go and do that. I wasn't forced to go and look for this job. So when I came into it, I had um, some management type position that I was doing. This time I'm going in, I'm just like a worker bee, which is what I really wanted. I kind of wanted to, you know, like take it down a notch and just focus on me for a little while as opposed to focusing on everyone else. Yeah. But I think because of that, like you said, I feel like the new kid at school. Like I got my new got my new jeans on with them shoes that are too white. Remember like back in the day? Oh yes. <laughs> when you go to school, your mom moms wouldn't let you wear your stuff until it was like the day. You're like, mom, please, just just like the week before. Let me just wear it just so it doesn't look brand new. Yeah. No, nope, mom. I don't know about you, but mom always sent me like I still had the the folds in the pants. Oh, for you, sure. you know, you, <laughs> my Levi's were all folded. I had the lines and everything. Mom oh yeah. Iron them or anything. Yes. So I'm gonna show up bright and early. Clean, impressed, and ready to impress, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But I would, I would be lying to you if I said I'm not a little bit nervous, dude. And it's totally natural. But like my mother said when I was started doing solos, being nervous is excitement in need of an attitude change. I was like, yep, it's true. She's like, you're nervous right now, but you're really excited. You just need to change that attitude. And so every time I, you know, well, now I'm not even nervous anymore. But you're just excited, dude. And it's nerves of excitement. Everything has now changed, man. Everything has changed. Now it's the fact your worries are now like they've reshuffled. The things that were worries yesterday are not anymore. And they're now replaced with other things that you were wondering about that you can concentrate on now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're worries. They're not, they're not even worries. They're just, they're not insecurity. Yeah. Even stress. Yes, totally. It's just that like butterflies in the stomach. Of kind course. Of you know what of I mean? Course, so, of course. You're that's gonna... cool. So your mom, your mom gave you like a real inspirational speech with that when you had that kind of problem, huh? Oh, dude. Yeah, she didn't. She kind of, you know, I was in the side of the I was doing a a solo for church and I had never done it before. I've never done a solo before. I had been in plays. I had been the lead actor in plays and stuff like that, but I'd never done solo. And she's like, it's time for you to sing. It's time. And so I was pumped the day before. But when that behind the door, I was like, oh, no, what have I done? And I was like, I'm nervous, mom. And being that she's sung a million billion times in her, she's like, oh. Yeah, you being nervous is just excitement in need of an attitude adjustment. So just adjust that attitude and turn it into excitement. And it didn't work that time. But after that, every time it was just excitement. And now I don't even get nervous. It's almost like, hey, see, can you do uh, uh, this song for a wedding? I'm like, yeah, it doesn't bother me anymore. And so I know when other people are like, I'm nervous that this happened. If it's not bad news and it's something new, I'm like, oh, those aren't nerves. That's excitement. But if it's bad, if it's things, something that's just like, I think I may have bad news, that's nervous. That is a true nervous feeling because you don't know what's ha- going to happen. But when you know what's going to happen and now this is a good thing, it's like, oh, that's just excitement. It's just they, they feel the same. Nervous and excitement feel the same in your stomach. It's both butterflies. It's very and- inspirational, man. I, I had something that was kind of similar to that. My my dad, you know, I, I would be like, dad, you know, I'm, I'm really nervous about school or you know, this my one of my first jobs or, yeah. you know, maybe a new girlfriend, just something like that. You know, my dad would be like, come here, son. He'd put his arm around me, you know, and he'd be like, quit being a puss. 
And I'm like, all right, Pop, that's a little harsh. But, uh, <laughs> so maybe there's an explanation for the way I act. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> know, I, I don't want to take. There's some. My neurosis is a little bit uh, to blame for father, I think. I don't want to. Just take, kidding, Pops, wherever yeah, you are. Of course, yes. I, I don't want to take this down. But that was one of the highlights of our of our drive. What's that? Learning about your dad. That was one of the highlights. He was a good dude. He really didn't say that. I mean, he said he said no, a lot I of know. things, but my dad was so, very supportive. You know? And everything yeah. no, you told me, I'm glad I'm like, glad I could enlighten you on on you Dennis really Ramirez. You did, man. dude. And I was like, uh, that's why when we were quiet for a while, I was like, you know what? Sure, wish I would have met that dude. And because I was you know, like, I think you guys would have got along really well. Oh, for sure. And that's why I'm like, now, you know, it's uh, knowing you. Obviously, people are just people probably see a lot of him in you. So knowing you, I'm like, well, of course he was a good guy because he, he freaking, you know, he raised you. He got you out there. Now, it's interesting because seeing, oh, dude, I learned so much about Dan this trip. I'm not going to even go into it. But what I do know is Dan's a better person than I thought he was. And I thought Dan was a good guy. But Dan, let me tell you what Dan did. One, you know, I walked into I, I, I walked into his his room. I said, Dan? He said, yes. He said, I said, I, I don't have any toothpaste. Do you know what Dan did? He let me borrow his toothpaste. It's not a normal thing. People Is, are very- I think that's I think that's <laughs> really a normal thing. You know. <laughs> I have never been, and, and I love you. You know this, dude. <laughs> uh, I have never been so analyzed in my life. So we're driving. It's quiet. Because like we talked the entire time. The on whole the time. Up. We talked the entire time at yes. Hollywood Horror Nights. And we're not glossing over Hollywood Horror Nights. For the record, we're going to get to that next week. Totally. We're, going to, we're talking about stuff around it right now. Yeah. We're yes. just dancing around it. Maybe uh-huh. we'll, 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 we'll give you a little dash of this and a sprinkle of that. Yes. But it's, we're going to focus on all of the Halloween stuff next week. Because it's, it's, it's apropos. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But uh, so... On the way back, though, we had those quiet times because I don't do well when I stay up all night. I'm just, I mean, I think I did okay, but I know you knew I was tired. So we're just driving. There, it's, there's no words. There's no reason for this. And Steve just goes, Dan, how come you don't ever wear shorts? Where did that even fucking come from? You know what I mean? Like, I saw a guy wearing, wearing shorts. shorts and I'm like, you know what? Dan doesn't wear shorts. <laughs> how do you know? You know, honestly, this was the most we've ever, that was the most time we've ever spent together, period. Yes, Totally. And I've, I've, I was able, here's the great part. People, you know what it was? There's times where I think of Dan and I ask myself a question about him and I can't really get an answer. But when he's there, my stream of consciousness, anytime I have a question in my brain or a comment about him, I could just be like, oh, he's right there. And as you saw, there's never a never ending flood of questions I have for you. I'm trying to remember some of the other ones, but again, I'm just dog ass tired. So, oh, I know one. They'll come to me. I know one. Um, so Dan is a toothpaste roller and Uh I did not know he was that. And what that means is when toothpaste is running out, he then rolls it up to where it's empty. And I thought to myself, I said, there are two types of people. There is the fist smasher that kind of rolls the palm along. Where a devil just, may care type of attitude. Yes, but they're no because it's flat still. Because the devil may cares are the people that it's semi flat all the way through and then they empty, then they throw it away. Where it's kind of flat, but there's still bumps in there of toothpaste where you can get some out still, but they just throw it away. That's devil may care. Devil may, uh, devil may consider is the ones that kind of roll their palm across. Now the people that are legit are y'all that roll it up. And I'm like, that is a, 
very that's those are three different sorts of people and i think i'm gonna start rolling my toothpaste but you're forgetting the one that is the the absolute worst oh, snap, which is what? the that animal that will take a brand new tube of toothpaste and just press right in the middle oh my god oh dude i've done that a ton of times what's wrong with you I no i, I press it from the top it's straight criminal. You just from the top, so yeah. you're so you're making your work harder for yourself. Not that it's hard, but I mean you're you're sort of working against yourself. You're I pushing, you know, I never you want even the, thought of you it. want the freshest stuff first. Well, yes, and here's the thing. I just as a single person, I think if I was married, I might do it different, depending. But now I'm gonna roll because I think it's actually a good practice to roll. Waste not, want not. True, and it fits better in a carry on. It's not long. That's what she said. <laughs> you're, now you're doing your own. You're answering your own <laughs> statements now. <laughs> but it's not a, like, I the things you do, G, like, even, look, man, I'm just, hey, I was in Dan's room for no reason in the beginning yesterday. Dan was in his just room chilling. trying to actually just do whatever stuff. And I was like, I think I'm going to go chill with Dan after four hours of chilling with Dan. I'm going to go in there and chill with Dan. And Dan is, that is your downfall. You're endlessly chill withable. Endlessly. It was like, yep. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> Hold up a second. Hey, what's up, Steve? How you doing, man? He's like, he's like, I'm good, man. I just came in to chill with you, you know. Just, just how you been? It's like, well, you know, we, we just saw each other, but I'm doing pretty great. So come on in, dude. You know. I sincerely hope he doesn't sit down. Don't sit down. <laughs> and of course, you know, Steve sits down. He's like making himself comfortable. I was like, oh, okay. You know, it is a, it's a small hotel room that we got. So, you know, I guess I'll go ahead and just sit on the bed. You can take the chair. That's cool. I don't need to be comfortable in my own room, but that's fine, you know? <laughs> so he's talking to me and he's talking to me and I'm like, you know, yeah, that's cool, man. We're going to have a really good time tonight. You know, we're going to, I mean, we're going to be together for like the next 12 hours, <laughs> you know? Why is he here? He's got his own room. This fucking guy. Yep. I'm glad you're here, Steve. You know what I mean? And then I'm just fucking with you, dude. Trying to wing it today. But you know what? I I will honestly say, I will honestly say that I had a fantastic time with you, man. I I can't wait to talk about Hollywood Horror Nights. Should we give him a taste? I mean, like, should we do the rundown? No, we could talk around it. Like, for instance, we took my son and my son's friend. And Maj and Jeffrey. Maj and Jeffrey. Big shout out. Um, and it was Jeffrey, a re- Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey, can you come on, Jeffrey? Um, it was so fun to see them because both uh, Dan and I were wondering, how is this going to go? Like it could go one way or it can go a really bad way. They could either enjoy it or they could say, you know what? This is not for me. And from the beginning, they did really well. And it was fun to have both of them out there. And there was one point where. Um, I even told Dan, I said, you know, they, they went off on their own for a while and I was like, they're perfectly fine and did it and wasn't tripping. And it gave Dan and I time to chill and time. Oh, I'm glad I remembered this. I educated you a little bit. I think, I don't know if that's what you're talking about. That's exactly what I was talking about. Come on now. So Dan, he gives me a angry orchard beer. Cider. Cider. Let's, he, let's be real. Okay, there. This, it, <laughs> just messing. I was with about you. to say that. I was about to say some 
heresy because I don't <laughs> think it's true. I was about to be like, it's the same thing. It's not, is it? No, it's nowhere near the same thing. Ciders you were drinking, are you were drinking hard cider, I believe is what it's called. And it's tasty. Don't get me wrong. I'm not mess. I'm not even going to mess with you. Please tell okay. your story. So, and then Dan gets a, what did you get? What IPA did you get? Oh God. What was it called? I was like that one. I forgot. I think it's called, it I think it's called Angel City IPA. Yeah, that's what it is. Angel City IPA. I'd never heard of it before. Okay. And so Dan says, um, I don't know if it was before or after. And I said, Hey, Dan, you should try this hard cider. And he said, I've tried that before, but you should try mine. And I tried it and it hit me and gave me <laughs> chills for about like, like the chills you get men. I've you, never seen you make that face before in my when life, you man. Pee That's hilarious. And you get the chills. <laughs> yeah. Imagine getting that for 10 seconds. That's what it gave me because my body had never, I think it was trying to process what it was tasting. And I was like, That's weird. But as it settled, from the nastiness came a, I can see myself getting into this because there is no, oh, I don't taste no oak. Oh, I don't taste no this in it. There are things I taste in that where someone could be like, do you taste this in there? And I could say, yes, I do, because I do. It's an obvious taste of this. And um, I said, uh, he's like, oh, no, that's the, Dan said, that's the hops in this beer. And I said, what is hops? Will you please explain to the listener what hops is, Dan? Actually, you know, I would, but I want to see if you retain information. So, Steve, because I told him the whole thing about I, not only did I talk about hops, but I talked about what an IPA is, uh, what it means, you know, like what IPA stands for and where it comes from. So, Steve, please, I would I'd love to hear because, I mean, you retain everything. You seriously are like a recorder. I try what to. Do, what do you say? And OK, so what, what it is, is apparently what Dan told me was. When they used to have to transport beer, it would, uh, long distances, it would go bad fairly quickly. So what they did is they took this, I don't know if it's an herb of some sort or a plant of some sort, and they took it. it some was type called, of flower. Yeah, flower called a hops. And this hops actually retain the quality of this beer for long distances. And so that gives this beer the taste uh, when he said this is the hops in this beer. That's the taste of hops. And it's funny because when he said, hey, Steve, that's the hops you're tasting. He didn't even know what I was re like reacting to, but he no, did. He said, oh, no, I know. that's the <laughs> I know hops what you're, you're tasting right now. And yeah. I was so interested in this that I was like, you know what, Dan? What we're going to do on our next uh, podcast or in our in a podcast in the future um, he's going to get a cider and I'm going to get a, uh, an IPA with a high level of hops in it. And we're going to both talk about what we're tasting. And I'm not going to shut the door on this drink because I don't know what it was about the aftertaste. But the longer it sat with me, the more I was just like, you know what? That's an interesting thing. It doesn't just go away like a cider did. Cider goes away like a apple juice does. That one sat with me for a second. Like there was no, it just went away. It sat with you felt me. it in your chest even. Yeah, I was like, this is good. And it's not one of those feelings in your chest like if you uh, drink like whiskey or something where it's just like a burn, like, oh my gosh. No, it was like a, huh, that's an interesting taste to it. The more you settle with it. And uh, I was like, I, I could see myself getting into that for sure, where it's just like going to a tasting. Um, but that was, I had in that line, I said, I now know, I bet you I know a little more about people that just randomly drink beer than they do. 
even if they do drink IPAs. I bet you they don't know what that is. And just so we can like close this one out, IPA stands for? Indian Preservation. No. No. (laughs) Indian Preservation. It is Indian. No, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. India. Don't tell me. Why is it called that though? It's called India because uh, either they were transporting it to India. Correct. Yes. And that was a long trip. Um, in India. Hold on. Try India blank ale. But hold on. That middle word. I'm going through the Rolodex. You see, Steve. Don't- you know, it's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's kind of like a, it's ironic, you know, because the beer we were drinking was dark. Yet the pee is quite the opposite of that, of dark. India Pale Ale. There you go, my friend. And just so you know, so the beer snobs out there don't get on me, uh, there's hops in all the beer. It's just that they had to put a lot more hops in it to keep it from going rancid the, from uh, England to India. Now, why is it, why is it that, um, why, what, okay, oh, this is a really interesting, I, I, I give myself props when I say that. Um, what do you think makes people like yourself enjoy the taste of something that off the jump you do not enjoy and that is so bitter? What is it? Um, well, I think, and I'm not, you know, I'm not like a total connoisseur of this, but I think from what I take into it, it's definitely got a little more alcohol content. So you're getting a little more bang for the buck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What was the question again? I want to make sure I'm answering correctly. Like, why is it, why do you think people that like the IPA like yeah. what like like that taste because off the jump you were saying yeah i had that reaction when i first tasted it also what kept you going you know i really don't know <laughs> i think i just got seriously like I, because I, I was more of like a blue moon kind of guy yes and blue moon i'm sure that one's familiar to you right you totally like orange in it it's the people that i refreshing. hung out with did a bunch of blue moon did a bunch of heineken did a bunch of red stripe yeah now the the blue moon is like an anheuser-busch kind of thing so some people are like you know like Beer snobs, craft beer guys. When they, when you they say when you say craft beer, that's just so fucking snobby. But it is what it is. Uh, I think they kind of shun that stuff. Now, personally, I like it. I think it's really good. You know, and, and you can't. I can't personally drink a lot of IPAs in the hot sun because mm. it hits you faster. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Whereas the Blue Moon is something like it's it's great. It's, you know, it's lovely. You can drink it all day. So I don't know because I just uh, I think maybe I just found the right one. You know what I mean? Like I tried a couple and I was like, okay, I'm just going to try this one more time. And then I found the right one. Just so happens it was 9.75 APV, <laughs> ABV rather. And, uh, you know, one hangover later, I was like, you know, it's pretty good. Uh, I like it. I well, I'm going to keep up with it. That's so interesting because you don't want to, because I, I, what happened, ladies and gentlemen, is I was um, going to take Dan on a scotch tasting where we learn how to taste scotch. We talked about this in the line for uh, Michael Myers. We were right in front of the shark, and we were talking about um, Scotch Waterworld, tea. what you're referring yes, to. Yes, I'm sorry, Waterworld. But they changed that into the Michael Myers uh, thing. And uh, I remember I remember where we were because the reaction was so strong that it lodged in my memory. And you looked, he was like, you're like, uh. I said, I'll pay for you and Gail to go. And you're like, I mean, yeah. But I'm like, and then later on that night, it, resur- it was a resurgence of, wait a minute. If he doesn't like scotch right now, he didn't like IPA, IPAs right then, and then he ended up liking them. Why wouldn't the same thing happen for you and scotch? I'm kind of afraid of liquor. 
Hi. I'm very hesitant to drink liquor because bad things happen when I drink liquor. Oh, bad things happen when you get angry. No, yeah, it's no, it's not like an incredible. Well, is it an incredible Hulk kind of thing? Because I'm not that incredible or hulky for that matter. But you do have a, um, um, you do have a. It just very depends. Big chest. I don't. I still don't get that. But okay, well, let's go with it. Barrel chest, I am. Um, yeah, I don't do well with whiskeys. But you know, it's been that experience where it's like you know how they say you have that massive bad hangover and then you just you can't even like be around it you can't smell it or anything like that yeah excuse me that's exactly what it is so with whiskey i get the like i did what oh shit really did i really do that kind of thing i don't remember doing any of it um why one time i woke up and now this isn't this is like seriously these are like like isolated incidents yes maybe few and far between yes and with whiskey i've literally drank whiskey maybe three times in my life okay but the time that I got drunk off whiskey wasn't even good whiskey. I guess, depending on your taste, it was Jack Daniels. And uh, I just drank way too much. And I remember we were hanging out with some friends. We were walking the neighborhood because we were drunk. And that's what you're supposed to do, right? Just walk around in public when you're drunk. Of course. And, and we went to this park. I remember we were, uh, I, let's put it this way. I was too young to be drinking, okay? I wasn't super, super young, but I was too young to be drinking. And we went to this park and we were just hanging out. There's like a, you know, like a, jungle gym thing if you will we climb up there's like swings and all that kind of stuff and it just so happens that oh that's right the park was actually new okay it's, it's all coming back to me now because mm-hmm. remember it's a huge fog uh the, the park was actually new and i remember they were laying cement so me and my drunk asshole friends were like you know let's let's write our names and fuck up the cement kind of thing and this is all hearsay by the way because i don't remember shit so apparently we like wrote whatever we wrote into quote unquote cement and then we went about our merry way. All right. So I'll leave that alone for a while. The night goes on. I fell asleep on this dude's couch face up like Bond Scott style. If you guys know what that means, uh, we're getting there. If you don't know what that means. And if you do, well, then you know where I'm going. And um, so the next day, then by the way, Bond Scott is the, oh, the first singer of ACDC and he died in this manner. So uh, I, I wake up in the morning. And I do actually, I really do have a memory of waking up in the middle of the night. And this is where this all transpired. Uh, Guys, I'm just, I'm stretching it out. I threw up in the middle of the night, right? And I threw up while lying on my back. And as any of you know, uh, if you pay attention to that kind of thing, you could totally die that way. You could just, you know, drown yourself in puke, which is disgusting, right? So I remember throwing up, but that's about it. And then I remember waking up in the morning, right? And I yawned. I was like, and instead of just like a yawn, it was like, Ugh, crackle, 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 crackle. Oh, that's that's, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. I was just covered in my own puke, and I it dried and caked on me, and I just crackled. So it was disgusting. So once I got myself all cleaned up, I remember walking home, and I'm like, oh, they they start talking about the right and the names thing, mm-hmm. and I said, you know what? I felt bad afterwards because I'm not a vandal. Like I, I would never have done this. You know what I mean? And. uh I can still say that I'm not a vandal because I went over to the, like I said, quote, cement. It wasn't cement at all. There was no cement being laid. We were just fucking drunk right in the mud. <laughs> That's how drunk. It's just wow. terrible. Yeah, like really stupid shit. So, but it was like the worst hangover ever. And um, so I really, I think I've, I, I've had like one uh, old fashioned before. And that was like within the last three years. And maybe I had a shot because someone just wouldn't leave me alone about it. So I, I guess I succumbed to peer pressure, but not my thing. And then now with, Skipping whiskey, going with tequila, that's a whole other thing because tequila, I can be really fun with tequila to a point, but then there's that, you do that one extra shot and I drink Patron, by the way, Patron Silver, if I'm going to drink it. And uh, it goes from being the fun guy 
to put my arm around you and come here, man. Why the fuck don't we hang out anymore, man? You know, like we used to fucking hang out all the time, and I fucking love you, dude. And we we used to fucking hang out, and so, so that I get like super, super ah. emotional with tequila. And then, of course, there's gin. I don't even. I'm not even gonna talk about the shit that goes down with gin, but it makes me a very uh, gin will make you sin. Someone told me. I've probably said the most stupid shit I've ever said on gin. I got kicked out of a Tenacious D concert on gin. Now I'm starting to think maybe I told this story, but yeah. So it's just all bad. So I tend to stay away from that kind of thing. So now you want me to get into scotch. And I know that I'm not going there to get drunk, but I'm a little apprehensive, man, because it's like, okay, I'll I'll do it for the experience, but I'm afraid that what happens if I do get drunk on accident? I'm kind of lightweight when it comes to liquor. That That would be bad. Gee, it won't happen. Like, because you spit it out. That's disgusting. Yeah, you're supposed to spit it into a bucket, G. Yeah, I've done wine tasting before, and it's gross. And usually I don't. <laughs> I went to Napa one time, and I was like, I'm not going to spit it out. That's gross. So, you know, being the uh, uncultured son of a bitch that I am, I was just drinking it like beer. Hmm. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I got a little drunk. too. So what I'm getting at is I know we're just, like, going nowhere with this. I think beer is my best avenue. If you want me to go... You said it was a, a scotch and cigar thing, right? No, it's just scotch tasting. Oh, okay. Because I could just think of funky ass breath for the two, the combination. All right, I'll do it. What the hell? Why not? What? I will do it. I thank you. I thank you. I think we'll have a good time. Steven, this was supposed to be a shorter show. So we should we carry on with things? Go for it. All right. Well, guys, uh, usually this is where Steve jumps. I'm surprised you haven't yet. I'm a little disappointed in you, sir. Maybe you are tired because this is. I, I'm. There's no Hudson segues today. So I guess I'll just do it myself. Oh, you know what's funny? I thought we were going to, since it was a short show, we were going to do it at the end. Because normally you do it. Oh. T- yeah, I thought we were just going to do it at the end because we do the middle and the end. But since it was short, I'm like, well, we only really, we don't have to do it twice. You <laughs> know what? Bad. I'm just going to go with it. Okay, go for I'll it. I'll just do the rhythm. Keep, let's, let's keep the rhythm of it going. Go like for normal. it. We'll try to stay. You know, there's something to be said about consistency. You know what I mean? So uh, without further ado. Hi-ho, everyone. What's happening? This is Dan. Welcome to the Heroes of Noise. This is episode 40. We are climbing and climbing and climbing. Check this out. If you want to get a hold of the show, you can reach us at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. That is heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, at Heroes of Noise. Myself, Dan, at Dan Q Public. And my friend Steve over there, at Mr. Scotch, at S-E. It's not Mr. Scotch. It's at S-E underscore Hudson Music. We're on Instagram, at Heroes of Noise Podcast. Facebook, uh, it's at Heroes of Noise. And uh, don't, you know what, i got to stop doing that because I'm just going to direct you here anyway. Go over to our website, ladies and gentlemen, and go to www.heroesofnoise.com. It's all right there. It is this one-stop shop, beautiful thing. It, you know, i got to say, it's a basic website. But for being basic, I'm kind of proud of it. I think it's kind of pretty. Uh, something's going to be coming down the pipe. Check it out. Go over there. Listen to the shows. Go to all of our back. You know, like you can hear the word. If you heard the word before, that's our preacher podcast. Go there. Check that out. See what we look like. I'm sorry, Steve. I, I, he's, a, he's a wonderful looking human being. I'm sorry you got to see me. But you can check me out. And uh, you can subscribe to the show. You can click on the little t-shirt picture and go over there and pick up a Heroes of Noise t-shirt, coffee mug. I will say, I have the t-shirt and the coffee mug. I love them. They're fantastic. I use them all the time. And, uh, you know, while you're there, just subscribe. Leave us a nice note. Leave us a nice voicemail. We would love to hear from you. Oh, God, I'm glad I said that because we do have a voicemail coming up. And uh, other than that, I'm going to go ahead and turn it back over to Steve. But, ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to be here. This is our birthday show. It's starting. I'm starting to feel a little bit festive now. I'm waking up. So I'm going to turn it back to Mr. Hudson. Sir, the mic is all yours. 
See, some people that listen to this wonderful, awesome, amazing, and groundbreaking show hear us say, leave a voicemail, and they say, nah, I'm good. I am straight. Y'all can do things by your CZ. But some people. Nah, son, you're doing fine. Exactly. Some people say, you know what? I think I'll do just that. And ladies and gentlemen, we have someone who did just that. Who do we have, Dan A. Fan? I got to tell you, um, we gave some props to him last week. We we have a, a listener that has really like supported the show, and we like that. And if you like the show, please let us know. I mean, we're not looking for um, accolades or pats on the back or anything like that. We're just hoping that we're hitting you right. You know what I'm saying? And apparently, we're hitting Mr. Adam Templeman right because uh, he he hit us up with a voicemail, very complimentary. Do you mind if I play it for you, sir? I'm proud of it. Go for it. Adam's a great guy. Check this out. He's got a great voice. Here we go. So I'm headed out to the gym this morning. I got a new episode of Heroes of Noise. Already, this is a good day. And I get a shout out on the episode. Steve, Dan, you guys are freaking awesome. <laughs> the amount of content that you guys are covering, the obvious effort that goes into every single one of these episodes, and the dynamic between the two of you guys, it just really adds up to a high quality listening experience. And I really appreciate everything you guys are doing and continue to do. This is Adam. And if Victor Wooten, Claudio Sanchez, and Buddy Rich were to put together a band, I still don't think they'd rock as hard as you guys. Oh. Oh. Guys rule. Thank you, Adam. That's awesome, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, guys, please. We want to hear your voices. We want, to know, we want to know who's listening. So if you're not, maybe you're a little bit of a mic shy or something like that. Hit us up with an email. It's okay. easy. I know I just said that, yes. but I'm just saying it's very easy. All you got to do is go to the site. It's it's a little widget. It's a little speak pipe widget. You can literally record from your phone. Just say, hey, what's up? This is little Joey from New Jersey. Just listen to the heroes letting you know you're my boys. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to what you guys have. Happy birthday. Happy Halloween. All that good stuff. So it's very it's, See, I just did it for you. It's that simple. You could literally take that template and you can be uh, that guy from Jersey, whatever his name is that I said. Yes. But uh Adam, thank you very much, man. We appreciate it. It was absolutely wonderful. And Mr. Templeman, here's what I'll say. Victor Wooten, that's a heck of a pull, Victor Wooten. Right. He's listening. Instead of Victor Wooten, though, I love Victor Wooten. But I'm going to put on the bass. I'm going to have to go ahead and put my boy Jaco Pistorius on the bass. As I've said before, I love Victor. Make no mistake about it. But I don't think that there's anybody that's as solid on the bottoms as Vic, uh, as uh, Jocko Pistorius. Now, have you, and then I'll ask you another thing, uh, Mr. Templeman, have you seen the Jocko documentary? If not, please watch it. Also, with your, you said you're on your way to the gym. I would love to hear what your workout split is. I will tell you mine real quick. Mine is chest on the first day. Second day is going to be back. Then it's going to be shoulders. And then it's going to be triceps and biceps on the last day. God created legs. So um, that is my split. And every day I do cardio. I'm interested in what your split is and how your set look set list looks like. Hit us up. Let us know. Thank you very much for hitting us. Adam, can't wait. And make sure to make them gains. Handle that business. Don't let them take you away from the gym. Handle it, baby. Hey, man, not to take it in a different direction, but speaking of bass players, can you please refresh my memory on that bass player, that female bass player that we were talking about? Tal Win- Win- Wilkinson. God damn. That woman can play. She looks like a little kid, but she's like she's 31 ridiculous. years old. She's ridiculous. And she's absolutely insane. Is she currently playing for Jeff Beck, or is that just like that a was one-off before. gig? Or? That was before. Oh, okay. Well, check her she's out, crazy. man. <laughs> she's like I don't know if crazy. Adam, I don't know if Adam plays the bass, or because you know he obviously has some knowledge about that kind of thing. But uh, I'm sorry, it's Tal Wilkinsfeld. 
Wilkin Tell. I just always remember Tal because as soon as I say Tal, most people are like, oh, yeah. She's crazy. Yeah, she's wild. But she's she got funk in her bones, man. She's not. I would recommend you listening to her if you like funk grooves, because even when she was playing behind Jeff Beck, when she soloed, it was all jazz, all funk, all groove. And then when she played for Herbie Hancock, all funk, all groove. You could check out a Nam video of her playing. And she's silly. She's silly with it. G. It's crazy. So, yeah, Tal Welkenfeld. I'd still choose Jocko, though, Adam. Just letting you know. She's she's beastly. Now I got to go and like do all my homework and study up on her and everything. But she is beastly. That's a good word for it, man. And I, you know what's funny, Dan? What's that? I love what you just did. What, you know what you just did? Was what's that? Did I do a segue or something? No, or? you just informed oh, people. You informed people about things that they ought to know, just like you're about to do right now. What am I about to do, Steve? You're about to tell people the news. Oh, we're going to the news now? Yeah, okay, because we can't hey. do the what we can't do. We cannot do it. <laughs> we can't. Yes, we can. We got stuff to talk. I got. You know oh, what? I, you okay, know what you can talk about because I can't. I can't. I'm going to talk about a couple of things. I have a ball. Listen, <laughs> I can't. Listen, Hudson. You can talk about it. You Bruh. can. You can because I have things to say. Right? Go. No, I get it. So I'm going to say I'm going to listen to you because I'm only saying I'm only talking about one thing. That's it. Next week. That's it. I, th- I really think that you should you should give me a little you should a little update is all I'm saying. Update, uh, update your thoughts, on, you know, on what uh, you've been watching, man. I we're can, being cryptic. I, we got to be cryptic because it's going to be a blowout next week, <laughs> a blowout. Because unless it gets horrible, then it's not going to be a blowout. But if it gets good and better. It's going to be a freaking blow. But I, I, yeah, there is actually something I do want to talk about. So I'll let you go first. But there is something I do want to talk about. I'm going to let you know right now, though, what, what we're referring to is Steve finally got on the Doctor Who train. You know, we were talking about it on the last episode and we were just, I don't know, I guess in my head, I'm like a completist. You know what I mean? So Steve's asking me, where should I jump in? And I never even thought to go because I, I have to do things front to back. I never even thought to do like a sample episode because to me, it would seem like Okay, what's what's this all about? But uh, Brian over at Pop Culture Leftovers jumped on Twitter and being Brian, who's like seriously one of the most informed dudes ever when it comes to this kind of stuff. He gave Steve the perfect, the perfect way to start. Now, uh, Doctor Who fans, I, kn- I know you're going to know what I'm talking about. Now, you tenant people out there, Brian was uh, you know smart enough to tell Steve, hey, check out Blink. Check out the Blink episode, the one with the weeping angels. And it's pretty much been Doctor Who ever since. Right, man? Yes. Oh, you're really just not going to say no, anything. dude. No, <laughs> come uh, on, just a little something. It's Give good. Me, I, I want. I want. What, no, no, it's, it's good. Not, I'm not going to let you off the hook, bro. But how do I, I want? <laughs> I want a good two minutes. I want two minutes of what, of your thoughts. Come on, these people deserve it. It's our birthday show for Pete's sake, and we're is this, we're, our, we're not is even this being the official festival. birthday show? You know, no, I don't think it is. It's, you know what? It's, <laughs> it's 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 like technically it's coming out on our birthday. Okay. But it's not going to be the birthday show because this show was not supposed to happen tonight. We're just getting it. We wanted to make sure that you got something in, you know, in your feeds this week. And again, my fault. Got a job. I have to do it this way. So it's not technically the birthday show. We'll celebrate later. But I think that you, you at least can give these people two minutes of your time. Yes. I will give you 30 seconds. A good 30 seconds. I am not a person that likes trying new things. Lies. No, that's true. I don't. Uh, excuse me. Good Lord. Um... <laughs> You're disgusting. I, um, I'm not a person that likes trying new things. I'm not a person that really digs that whole thing. And Dan, um, he really hasn't been pushing Doctor Who on me at all. He has not been pushing Doctor Who on me. What happened was 
I'd ask about it every so often and, and Dan will be like, well, just try here or try, try there. But Dan has pushed harder on other things for me to watch that I didn't watch really, or sometimes I would or whatever the deuce. But um, this, for some reason lately, Doctor Who has been in the ether for the last like year for me. And ever so often I'll hear people that I really trust their opinion say, I like Doctor Who. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. And then I lock Doctor Who, I'm like, nah, I'm good. And then finally I'm like, okay, number one, it, so many people are talking about this show that in order to be part of the conversation, I have to at least watch it. Cause I can't say this thing sucks without watching it except for Lost. I can't do that. And so the fact that I can't be like, okay, I don't like it or do I do like it. I want to say, at least I need to be in the conversation. So. I said, where do I start on one of the episodes? And yes, Brian from Pop Culture Leftovers uh, hit me up and was like, hey, bruh, start with Blink. And um, I'm going to get way more deeper into Blink on the next episode, but I will say this. For anyone out there who is thinking about starting to watch Doctor Who, there is no epi other episode to start on. I agree. Because if it got me to start watching, and not only did I watch it, but I started going forward, then reversed going backwards from that episode. That is insanity. Because normally if you start going backwards, it gets sorry. But I, what I will say is, from that episode, if you're not hooked, if you say, I'm not really buying this show, call it then. Call it. It's definitely call it a not. Day. It's, you do not like the show, for sure. But... Here's what I'll also say that I'm going to say next week. That was a show that will get anyone hooked. But I dare say, I think that that isn't even the most fun show I've seen of the episodes. It's just the best for a non-watcher to get hooked on in vain, intravenous. And all of a sudden, you're going to be walking around with a... Um, with a bag connected to your arm of nothing but Doctor Who going into your system for a while. And next week, I'm going to have a lot more to say about that because there are reasons that it it, it struck an, a, a, an interesting note with me. And I couldn't quite figure out why, but I know now, and it's a long convo, but I will say this. If someone asked you, all you Doctor Who fans now... Being that you've seen probably everything, I'm sure there's some of you that have seen literally every episode, even the old Doctor Who's. And so you're so in you're so in the world that someone asking you, what episode should I look for? Should I start with there? You're like, well, it can go anywhere. It can go Max Smith. It can go David Tennant. It can go Capaldi. It can go Andy Eccleston. Hey, you can just try the... When you do that, hey. when you do that, <laughs> it is such an overload of information that most likely people are going to be like, you know what? Maybe it's just not my thing. Because <laughs> no, it's seriously, a man, lot. I, I totally agree with you on that. And honestly, and I'm not like like backpedaling or going, oh, yeah, I was going to say that. Because really, I think I was an autopilot when I, I just, first of all, I didn't think I was going to sell you on it. You know what I mean? Like you said, I don't really push that too much with you because, and I think you'll agree with me, you like what you like. And a totally. lot of times, if it's not something that you just think, uh, you know, if you, there's a lot of times where you'll go like, you know what, I know I'm not going to like that. And you will shut it out completely. You oh, would be, yes. uh, I wouldn't say guilty of this, but that's your thing, right? And that's where I, what you're saying, I walked into Blink. If Blink was a, it's like. amazing. Here's the thing. Compared to one of the um, people in the pop culture leftover, um, well, I'll just say a, uh, I was referred to um, 
You're referring to the leftover army page. On yes, Facebook. but um, I don't know if they want their name out. So I'll just say I'll say a cool cat, super cool cat. You know who you are, homeboy. Um, he referred me to. Hey, you need to watch uh, history of hip hop, the evolution of hip hop. Now that show. It's the equivalent of me being on the top of a hill, riding my bike downhill into something I love. What Doctor Who was, was someone saying, hey, on the top of that hill and in between you see all those roving monsters and then there's something that you have to jump over a moat and then get to liking that show. You should try that thing. That's where Doctor Who started for me. And I was like, oh, dear Lord, I don't want to do this. But it was like, hey, try Blink. I'm like, okay, at least I have a Target show. I'm going to not like it, but at least now I get to say I don't like it. That is the uphill bo- battle that freaking this show, <laughs> Doctor of Who, had going against it. And after watching Blink, I then, okay, people, you are about to freak out. Because next week, mind you, I'm... Ask Dan, I'm soft peddling what I could do about this show right now. I'm soft peddling it. You were talking about Doctor Who on the way down to yes. Universal Studios. See, now, all my tenant years, I started watching, I think I popped on at about 2006. Yeah, it was 2006. So I haven't really seen a lot of those since 2006. So like I was saying earlier, I'm not back. I'm not backpedaling, but I'm a little ashamed of myself that I didn't go, yeah, blink, do that. Because it just makes all the sense in the world. You know what I mean? Like that is the perfect jump off point for something like that but i'm a little little surprised with you that you didn't go back and go oh okay i like this let me go and see how, where this all comes from you just kept going forward yeah i went forward only and you know what part of that is because um I, ladies and gentlemen i watched 15 episodes of this that's 15 hours of shows you talked so much about it and i didn't even like to the point where i'm like i don't remember yeah i'm gonna have to yeah it's i'm gonna have to go back so and look. fresh in my brain so and i just watched the episode you asked me about earlier today by the way um the new one uh, no, the the one with the machines and the oh, gotcha, pig okay. faces. So um, the Daleks. Yes. Um, so I I watched the I watched the show. I watched Doctor Who, and uh, it's funny because the reason that I was able to jump in and not do the whole "Where did this come from?" is because I almost know because I've heard so much about the show. But I heard enough and I people would kind of say, I'm not going to really talk about that around him because he doesn't like it. So I kind of was sheltered away from spoilers because people knew if there was one person you're not going to talk to Doctor Who about, it's me. But I knew enough about it where I know, okay, this is the gist. However, I'm just learning about the lore of Time Lords and how, you know, what the what that's all about. And now I'm going backwards and actually finding out where it all comes from. Um, I'm just, I'm uh, next week. I'm going to go more in depth, but I know exactly why I like this show. And I'm going to tell you guys why I like the show next week. But people again, everyone that's super into the universe, just go directly blink for newcomers. Don't even do the whole going into the super duper depth of the, the lore of what it all means and all this and paradoxes and time. And no, do not because people will be like, they'll literally start hearing the peanuts family, the mom. They'll be like, as as soon as you go deep, 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 they'll be like, Oh, I'm out. But if you're like, you know what an episode you need to say, you need to see blink starring Carrie Mulligan. Hmm. Oh, Okay. 
right. Just watch that one episode. If you don't like that one episode, consider Doctor Who a one episode one-off that you will never complete. Fine. But if you do, then you're going to love the rest of the series. I think now that you've talked about it so much and, and like I know you're saying you like the show. I think you're going to love the show eventually. Oh. And uh, they have this saying where they say, you know, you never forget your first doctor. And I think that now that Tennant's your first doctor, I have a feeling he's going to be your favorite one from now on. I Like I said, you know, after going back and kind of like watching a few of them, you know, because I wanted to be in the conversation with you so we could talk about him. God damn, David Tennant's really good, though. You know he's what I mean? Solid, dude. Um, I have this sort of affection to Matt Smith, the Matt Smith era, rather, because uh, my daughter liked that. So we bonded over it. You know what I mean? But but sincerely, I totally get it. Why David Tennant is every, is a lot of people's favorite doctor. He's just so fantastic in the show. Well, you know what I mean? It's so weird because you're going from it from such an interesting place. Because for me, like I when I first started watching the show, as soon as it came on, I was like, you know, because how you know him from a certain thing. Uh, you know, like mainly, you know him from Doctor Who, right? Uh, the first time I saw David Tennant, I thought he was overacting big time, and it was in Harry Potter and the I want to say the Goblet of Fire. I believe it was Harry Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Um, so when I saw Doctor Who, because I started, it was just a random day. Uh, I'm not going to go tell you a big story yeah. about it, but I started watching Christopher Eccleston first. So when David Tennant comes on, I'm like, oh, that's that cat from from uh, Harry Potter. That guy that overacted. So I was kind of like apprehensive, but he won me over immediately. His debut episode, which is a Christmas episode, uh, and he's, it's weird because he's not even in it that much, which I'll let you find out why. He's just so goddamn good, man. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely get it. I don't know, man. I'm kind of swaying right now. I don't even know if I'm answering your question or not, but because I'm, I'm really considering like, man, do I like David Tennant more than I like Matt Smith now? I guess I'm just going to have to rewatch it again and find out. Well, see, for me, I always saw him like as soon as I saw him as Doctor Who, I was like, oh, that's homie from Broadchurch. And, oh, from Broadchurch. Uh, yeah. yeah. I saw I, that afterwards. I always watched him on and I loved him on Broadchurch. I was like, man, that's a solid actor. And then I remember and also I knew him from like Jessica Jones. So I was like, oh, I know who that guy is, but I have never seen him in this sort of thing. He's never been the wacky guy. He's always been the serious guy. Well, until camping, which we'll talk about. But until it, uh, I've always seen him as a serious actor. Broadchurch, he was dead serious. You know what I'm saying? Did you watch the original Broadchurch, the British one? Yes. Or did you watch the American? Uh, okay. Brit the that, British that's one. the better one. Yeah. That's the better and one. And that's where I saw him as dead serious. So when I saw him in, in this, I'm like, oh, this is new. But I already liked him. So I came in when I saw, and I don't know how I didn't know. And that's how out of the loop I was with Doctor Who. So when I saw him on screen, I'm like, oh, yeah, homeboy, Broadchurch. Yeah, Jessica Jones, what's going on, homie? And he then was off the, oh, I don't even want to ruin it for people. If you love David Tennant, you're going to love Blink, even though it's not a whole bunch of David Tennant. <laughs> but you'll still, there is a, okay. There's just some strong writing in that episode. There is such strong writing. There's a part where you're like, Wait, the timeline doesn't work. Because how would he know? And when they explain it, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was brilliant. It really was. Oh, the, and the thing is, you're like, yep, that is exactly how he would know. <laughs> it is. And it, guys, it's so fun. And Okay. And here's what I'll say to people who never watched it. And this is coming from, I love doing the never watches to never watch. It's just like I like people that are like, if you're not into the group, I got into this group. And here's how you get into this group. All you non-watchers. I guarantee if you if you 
email me the show or you hit me up on Twitter or you can leave us a voicemail saying, I did not like Blink. The episode is so good that I'm going to have to question your taste. I have to. Because then I'd have to say why. Yeah, you make a strong point. I'll be like, why didn't you like Blink? Well, because it was kind of corny and then, or, well, the writing wasn't, nope. Well, the effects, nope. Well, it didn't make much, nope. Well, the actress, nope. Actor wasn't, nope. There's an, I'm trying to be like, you're going to have to give me something. Or you're going to have to be like, okay, well, then tell me what a good show to you is. And man, that show better be banging. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> banging. Because if it's a show I know, I have a good enough recollection to tell you, oh, but what about that one episode, though? That one was weak sizzle. So anyway, I guarantee you're going to like Blink. Check it out. And I'm going to go more into how much I love all other. By then, how many episodes would I have watched? Probably. A Who lot knows, more. Because you, you tear them up. Like, he'll watch them all night long. Yes, I will. Tonight Literally, I'm planning all on night doing, long. Yeah, tonight I'm planning on doing that. I'm trying. As in sundown to sunup. Yes, and I'm going to, oh, yeah, I'm going to uh, call me Lionel Richie. Let's just let that one float for a while and see who gets it. <laughs> I get you. I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, I but. know because Mr. Hollywood Bowl here. <laughs> oh, that's right. I was telling my Lionel Richie story when I took moms to see him. It was a wonderful show, by the way. Yeah, what happened with Lionel Richie is it's crazy because he took his mother to see Lionel Richie. And Lionel Richie was like, hey, can I come down there and sing to you? And he, he came down and he was like, she was like, he sang a lady to his mother. And I was like, wow, how did that happen? And Dan was like, I don't know. I guess it was my handsome punum. And I was like, well, I mean, that explains everything. Yeah, he must have seen me in the audience. Mm-hmm. Was inspired by that. So then I go to the bathroom and this all occurs, you know, when I'm gone. Because yes. when I came back, you know, he was already back on stage again. But yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. No, hey, no, real quick. Last thing. No, seriously, man, on the whole, uh, not necessarily about Blink, but the approach to Blink, like using that one and not just starting at, a, at, a, at the starting point and moving forward. I th- it kind of made me kind of like, like rethink the way I explain things to people now, because I, like I said, I'm a completist. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when I was talking about Coheed and Cambria the other day, I'm like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And the story of, of uh, the Amory Wars and start off at the first album, which is the second stage turned by Blade. And like, it's, it's like very, it's intimidating to someone that doesn't listen to something like that or doesn't know, you know, like the jump off point. I think I'm going to just start going with my favorites. Now check this song out. What do you think? Oh, you know, totally. TV series. This is my favorite episode. I'm going to start doing that. It's a different way. I've never, I, I know it's like a basic thing, but like, I just never do that. I'm always like, okay, you have to start here. Very methodical about everything. I got to stop that shit and just go, here's the highlight. Check it out. If you don't like this, then you're probably not going to like the rest of the show totally. or the album or the band or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, so it's yeah. a good philosophy. Like Thank someone, you, Brian. Like if someone was like, hey, I, um, what would you want me to start with Stevie Wonder? I wouldn't be like, go to Yvette's Red now. But like, no, that's a super duper old album where he wasn't really into his groove yet. But if I really wanted to be, hey, well, start with Yvette's Red now. That would be the one. No, I'd be like, you know what you would want to do? I would recommend you going to uh, Intervision's Jesus Children of America. If you don't like that song, you're not going to like Stevie probably. Because that's really a great Stevie song. Or go to Summer Soft. And that's a, and, but then there's other things I wouldn't do that to. Like if someone was like, hey, I really want to get into Martin. Where should I start? I'd be like, anywhere. Because Martin is going to be Martin. If you don't like any Martin episode, that means you're just not going to like Martin. So there's God, some it's been a shows long time since I I've would, seen Martin. dude, and so I would actually have to be like, well, yeah, start anywhere with Martin. But then there's other shows like Frasier. If someone's like, where should I start on Frasier? I would point them to specific episodes. 
So it all depends on where you are, where like what show it is. And then I'd be like, yeah, you're probably um, going to want to start on this exact episode. And then there's other shows where I'd be like, start anywhere. Because anywhere in this show has such a stamp of the creator that no matter where you start, this is what's going to be. It's it's pretty much embodies this story. So, um, yeah, I mean, but with Doctor Who, you have to point. You do have to point to a specific episode. Um, just like, you know, like I said, Frasier or, I mean, imagine someone being like, hey, I want to get into Saturday Night Live Live. Where, where do you go? You would never be like, well, it depends on what host you like. This host, that host, this host, this musical guest, that music. No, you'd be like, go to Eddie Murphy or, you know, whatever one, go to that episode. That one is a great one. So, yes, Doctor Who. Can't wait to talk about it even more. I got a whole new flip on how I'm introducing things, man. So again, thank you, Brian. Are you still enjoying that drink that, Gee, that I turned you on to, man? Gee, that mug is freaking bomb. I might make some more. I got to tell you, on this side of things, those vocals are sounding smooth right now. Gee, as silic. Because I don't know if you've heard this or not. A little bit of, uh, you know, you get your water, you get some honey, and a little bit, just a little bit, a splash, a uh, kind of thing of uh, apple cider vinegar. That's good for your throat right there, ladies and gentlemen. I recommend you try it out. You got a speech to make. Maybe you got a job interview or something like that. You know, maybe put some gum in before you go in, but but do that. It's a, it's a wonderful drink. And listen to Steve. He sounds like velvet right now. He's ah, audio velvet. But here's the thing. When he says splash, take that literally. <laughs> yeah, I don't did go a too gloop. crazy. I did a gloop the first time. And when I drank it, I was like, whoo. But it still works. It's just like, whoa. I'll be honest with you. I'm at the gloopy stage now because, you know, you, you kind of build up a tolerance to it, a taste tolerance to it. So I actually prefer the gloops as opposed as opposed to like the the drop drop kind of thing. Really? You know, I, I think a good like if you want to be, you know, anal about it, maybe go like a, what do they say? I, I remember looking at it one time. I think it's like a teaspoon, a tablespoon. Yeah, do like a tablespoon or two. That should be just fine. But if you're like glunk, 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 the first time you try it, more than likely you won't be going back to it because it's strong. Oh, dude. And here's the thing. On a side note, we need to retire the word anal. We can't use that anymore. It's been it's been co-opted. It's done. There's no there's no situation where someone says that and I don't giggle to myself. It's over. We need to retire it. There's another word for that thing. We can't be Which like, is, oh, stop it. I know not to be type, anal what, or type A or something like that. Do some anything else. But why do we continue using this word knowing it's over? It is done. We have got to retire it. So anyway, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Every time someone uses it, I, I giggle. And I know that in their brain somewhere, they giggle too. They're like, we get to say anal in front of people and they have to nod. I kind of like the word. I'm going to keep on using it. Dan. I you, like it. Yeah. It, for that reason? Uh, side story. my, You know, because I am a very like, I guess, I, would you say I'm type A? Um, Or I have like, I'm peppered with type A uh, characteristics. Um, I don't, I think. Traits. Yeah, traits, yes. I have traits is yes. really the word I was looking for. I have traits of type A. Uh, my former boss, like the head, head boss, knows this about me. And, you know, it was just the way she said it one time. She wasn't thinking about it, but she's like, you know, I myself am, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just all over the place. I'm a little chaotic and everything like that. But you, you like anal. So, you know. You're a, you, you love anal. She just kept saying it, and she had no idea what she's talking about. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. I know, it, yeah. So yeah, I see what you're saying. It's anal's a funny word, but I, I use it sometimes. I like it. Dan, you know what's funny? Do you want to hear something? We don't have to keep this. 
Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. So the term anal actually means anal retentive, right? Yes. In Freudian psychology, the anal stage is said to follow the oral stage of infant. This is the time when infant's attentive attention moves from oral stimulation to anal stimulation. Anal stimulation, yes. Usually the bowels, but occasionally. So when you say you're being anal, that is what it means. Of course. So why do we say that? But there's the whole other dynamic, of, you know, <laughs> which we don't need to go into. But I'm saying, kids listening. But, but we are still using the word that means the word that we think it isn't doesn't mean. It does mean that. It's literally that, yes. I don't know. We're just giving shout outs to Freud. <laughs> I don't know. What are we doing? What was going on in that guy's head? Oh, now I can never say it again. And now, Dan, you know me. Now I'm going to do it. Oh, it's like going to be in your vocab- like your vocabulary all the time now. Oh, dude. Every time I'm in a meeting, I'll be like, I don't mean to be anal or anything, but I really should. And in my brain, you're, they're going to be like, and that's one point for Steve. <laughs> Like, I don't know where these points are going, but it's one for me. <laughs> Later on, I'll be like, I have 121 points. Little notches on my belt. Gee, we have to stop saying that. All right. Tonight, we will stop saying that. No I don't more mean to anal be anal, talk. but gee, we have to stop saying that. Fair enough. Fair okay. enough. All right. Shall we move on, sir? Yeah, anything else that you're watching, by the way, before we, you know. Um, just what you, uh, you watched camping. I watched camping. Okay. And what are your thoughts? You saw Dude, the first one. I uh, think uh, I'm we, the... You didn't see the second episode because we missed it last Yes. Night. And I am a, here's, <laughs> this is the opposite of Doctor Who for me. There is nothing here that should be entertaining me. And yet I'm endlessly entertained. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I did. I don't know what it was that made me love this show, but for the first episode, it was great. There's nothing that should have made us like it, dude. Nothing. But we did. In fact, everything's kind of built up to where you should like really dislike. Yes. Not because she's a bad person, but uh, the character that Jennifer Garner plays. You should really dislike her. But she's so neurotic and and uh, dare I say anal, Steve? Dang that you, uh, Dan. <laughs> I'm sorry, last Dang one. You, but Dan, I'm just saying. You know, it's kind of the way it is. It's true. I, that's what I think. That's what's endearing about that character. You know what I mean? Yes. And there's there's a really cool part. Uh, I mean, un- okay, uh, I know Lena Dunham's been in a little bit of a, you know, whatever stage, but she's involved with the show. And um, it, the, the, here's, here's an interesting thing that happened. There is a character on this show, um, and she's played by the wonderful Juliette Lewis. And when I saw Juliette Lewis, I said, part of me thinks that, is this just Juliette Lewis naturally? Is this who she is? Uh, I think that's a lot of her, not all of it. Like, I think it's like her amped up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Fair. And there's another question I had. Um, there's a, another part, and I want to know what you got from this. And this is not a spoiler, anybody. Um, the character, the character Nina Joy, and um, uh, what's Jennifer, Lo- I said Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Garner's- um, uh, She's Catherine. Catherine. Okay. So Nina Joy um, comes up to Catherine to say hello, and Catherine starts explaining, I'm so sorry about what happened to such and such and this and this and that, and I love that Nina Joy says, can we not do this right now? Because yeah, I've, now is not the time. I've seen that happen. I've actually visually seen this situation happen where it gets uncomfortable because someone has the guts to say, we're not doing this right now. 
Some people just deal with it and just say, okay, let's just let her do her Catherine thing. But that little let's not do this right now shows me that this is a Catherine thing. This is what she does all the time. And it shows me that people are getting sick of it. And I'm interested to see how that works out in the future episodes. Oh, it's going to come to a head for sure. I don't know how, but it's coming to a head. Because they're all like, can we not? Are you going to do this thing that you do? Because it sounds like no one really wanted to come because of her. Like, they're like, oh, Lord, have mercy. (laughs) She's going to be doing this thing. And she's no way similar to this character. But for some reason, to me, it it reminds me of a character like this. She has a, a bit of a Michael Scott thing. You know what I mean? Like a Michael Scott yes. going on because she doesn't know her social. Sure cues. does not. Sure does not. She does not. And and the big thing is, um, obviously, it's an over the top portrayal, but I really like where they. OK, I'm saying this now. If they go where I think they're going, I'm excited to see what comes out of it now, because in, in tell me if I'm if you agree. Do you believe that any part of this episode is going to be back home? Or do you think the whole, ep- all these episodes are going to be camping? Well, I was hoping, that's a good question, actually. I was hoping that we're going to see some flashbacks explaining this craziness of why they're at odds anyway, as opposed to them just working it out on screen. You know what I mean? I'm really hoping that we see what happens. And I don't even know, let's see. I'm going to look up real quick and see how many episodes there are. Hopefully this won't take me too I'm going long. 10 or 11. Because normally they go 8 to 11. There are a total of 8 episodes. Yes. So they're going to have to do that. You know what I mean? And I think it's going to be on, on different levels with different characters. Because you're, you're, it's it's a camping trip over a weekend. They can't get 8 episodes. No. And I think they're gonna what they're going to do is something's going to happen. And then they're going to leave, go back home. And I and I this is just, I, dude, this is such a shot in the dark. And I think it's just, this is what happened while we were camping. Oh, I see. So you're you're this one's going to be more of an after the fact. Yes, I and if they go that direction, I'm very excited, dude. Now, if they stay camping, I still will watch it. But I think there's so much more like what Kidding did. What Kidding did was you think you know what this show is about. It is not about that thing at all. And you're still going to be stuck. You're still going to follow us, too. And I totally right. And I think that they could do the same thing here. But I don't know if that's Lena Dunham's thing. Lena Dunham normally likes the whole, hey, we're going to do, let's see how many things we can, how, how much water can we squeeze out of this camping thing? But if she decides, you know what, hold on. They go home, but this all happened while camping. What are the after effects of it? I'm interested to see what 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 happens then. It's a nice take. I kind of want to see everything come to a head while they're camping. Because it could get crazy in the woods. It could totally you know what I mean? get crazy in the woods. And and I I can see it totally being that way where it's like, you know, they're with a, the, in, in the, in the uh, whoo, there's a stutter for you. In the case of Catherine and Nina Joy, I want to see what happened in the past come to a head and have them, I don't even want them to work it out. I, I, I see battling happening. Someone's going to not necessarily, no one's going to die. You know what I mean? Maybe they will. I don't know. But I, I don't think it's going to be that way. I think it's just going to be straight up brawling in the woods. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Can't ha- wait. I like your take, though. I think your take's good on it. We'll see what happens. All right. All right. Well, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what I was watching this week. And it wasn't a lot. I'll be honest with you. It was a little bit. And speaking of a little bit, I'm talking about something that stars Peter Dinklage. But boom. You know what I'm oh, saying? Nice. And also about Hervé Villachez, which is also a little thing. It's an HBO special. It just came out. It debuted, I think it was last week. It's called My Dinner with Hervé. Now, 
How much do you know about Herve Villachez? Not a lot at all, except the, only the plane, boss. Right. The plane, the plane. So I wanted to watch this because, you know, when I was a kid, I watched Fantasy Island with my parents and everything. And I did not really know the story of him. So obviously, you know, how do you find these things out? You go with the biopic. I'm going to tell you that it is your standard biopic, okay? Peter Dinklage does a very fine job in this. Uh, what this story is about is, uh, it's not just about Herve Villachez. It's, it's about an English reporter by the name of Danny Tate who is, um, he was on leave because he was getting treated for alcoholism. He was off for like a month. And uh, after a month of sobriety, he comes back and you can tell that it pissed the bosses off that he was gone this long anyway. I don't think they really, they don't regard him very well. But what the thing is, is like, okay, you're back. He wants work. What you're going to do is you're going to fly to Hollywood from England, which isn't a bad deal for like being the, the guy that's messing up. I think it's a pretty good gig. He's going to go interview a guy named Gore Vidal. Oh, yeah. We're going to get this piece on Gore Vidal. After that, what you're going to do, because this was happening a lot, they wanted to do a hatchet job on Hervé Villachez because, you know, he was like the little clown and they wanted to do something like that and like poke fun at him. He had already, he was 50 years old, by the way, when he passed away. He didn't, well, he passed away, but he killed himself. So this is taking place like right around that time. So he's already had his fame and he's already gone through all the stuff that, he, you know, I'll talk about, but Let's do it. Let's let's poke fun at the at the and I'm using this term because they say it in the show. Let's poke fun at the midget kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yes. So anyway, Danny goes and his main goal again is to talk to Gore Vidal. But he has to talk to Hervé Villachez first just because that's that's the way it's going to work. He tells Gore Vidal, I'm going to be here at this time. But right now I'm going to go deal with Hervé. So he does. He, he does this interview. He just puts his little tape recorder down and they have this talk in this restaurant. And you could tell that Danny Tate's not impressed by Hervé. He's this has been actor. and he, He's the guy that was on Fantasy Island. He was tattoo. And that's it. Hey, thanks a lot. Done. And he ends up being 20 minutes late to the Gore Vidal interview. And he just gets like booted. No, I'm not doing it. You're done. So now he's in trouble. He has to do something. So he's like pissed. He thinks he's going to get fired. He goes back to his uh, hotel and he gets a call from Hervé saying, hey, listen, there's so much more I can tell you. Come on back and I'm going to give you the real story of what's going on. So that's that's like the, that's what it's about, basically. So this all takes co- uh, takes place rather over the course of a night. And we'd have all these flashback sequences. So I learned some things about old Hervey. I'll tell you a little bit about him. I'm not going to tell you the whole story. OK, um, he was born with this rare form of dwarfism. And uh, his mother blamed her life on him because what it was is she was an ambulance driver in World War Two. She got in this accident running from the Nazis. She thought that she ruined him. And when he was born, he seemed normal. They started finding out later that he had that rare form of dwarfism. Now, his father was a doctor and he did everything he could for his son. He was trying all these weird experiments like injecting sheep's blood into him. You know, just all these weird things to see if they could cure this dwarfism, which, of course, wasn't the case at all. Mom just resented him because every time she looked at him, he was a constant reminder of the accident. She resented him for it. So as he grows up. He becomes this artist and he's able, you know, he's got a, he's got a real charismatic personality. So he's able to pull a little tail, if you know what I'm saying. And people don't like that. So he ends up getting beat down in Paris, in the streets of Paris. His, his family's had enough. They're like, look, we're sending you off to America. So he ends up going to New York city. And this is where he gets his big break. You know, he wants to be an actor. He always wanted to be an actor. And when he gets to New York, he, he taught himself how to speak English by watching all these old television shows. So after being holed up in his hotel room for you know X amount of months, he goes and he's going to make his first move. Now, he always carries around this little knife with him, or he always did anyway. And that's how he did it. He, he had this, uh, I forget the guy's last name, but his name was Marty, and he was his agent. And he just like stormed his office with a knife point saying, listen, you're going to listen to me. And he did this little audition for him. And it turns out it worked out well for him. He ends up getting the part in the movie, The Man with the Golden Gun. 
And by the way, that's why they were interviewing him is that it was the, like, the 20th anniversary of uh, The Man with the Golden Gun. He gets that and he plays this character called Nick Knack and he gets some fame from that. But it's more of like a... Hey, look, at there's a little guy. There's a little funny little guy from from the man with the golden gun. So he doesn't get any work for a long time. And then a little bit later, a representative of because uh, he's living in his car now. You know, he's like he's he's broke. He's just living in his car. And he gets discovered by someone that represents Aaron Spelling. Next thing you know, he's on Fantasy Island. And, and this is where it starts to pick up is because, you know, he just becomes this raging alcoholic womanizer pain in the ass on the set. And. He battled constantly with Ricardo Montalban, who, by the way, is played by Andy Garcia in this. I don't really think Andy Garcia does a good job, but to each their own. I'm realizing now that I'm starting to tell you the whole movie. But this is just what happens when you get fame really quickly. He got into drugs. He got into alcohol. He just had his run of Hollywood, basically. And I guess I guess it was because he was more of like a novelty thing, but he was pulling tail. He was doing everything he wanted to do. But it just went all bad for him, basically. So now we've got this guy, this Danny Tate, who's uh, interviewing him. And like I said, it goes over the course of the night. And it, it's a crazy, crazy night. It's, it's very interesting. Um, I don't wanna really want to talk about it too much more because I'm realizing now that I'm really just giving you the whole story. But here's why I recommend watching this. Peter Dinklage does a fantastic job playing Hervé Villachez. He looks nothing like him, but he does a very good job with him. As far as the movie goes, it's your standard biopic. You know, there's nothing really to write home about, but it is a very interesting tale. And if you're interested in him, you, you know, you find out what happens and how he went about his demise. Um, it's a good movie, not a great movie, but the performance by Peter Dinklage is definitely worth a watch. So I think you should check it out. I apologize, guys. I've been up since four. Like, I have not had much sleep, so I don't think I'm representing this movie very well, but I think you should check it out. Again, it's on HBO right now. My Dinner with Hervé. Check it out. And then lastly, Steve, um, I'm not going to talk about this one too much because I've only seen the first episode. I have seen the entire first season, uh, but I just started watching. And you mentioned it earlier, by the way, uh, Hip Hop Evolution Season 2. I'd like to start at the beginning. The first taste of hip hop. I was hip hop from the time I was in my mother's womb. I wanted to try to do something that was a reflection of our times, our culture, and our community. We're writing and recording 19 hours a day. If you didn't get the song right, it's off the album. Next mother up. First things first, man. With the worst, I'll be sticking pins in your head like a It's exhilarating, like you never knew what's going to happen next. And if you're true to the art, you say exactly what you want to say. You like, this, that. Parents and everybody start freaking out. Is this music obscene? I met this standing on the we don't want this kind of garbage in our town. Uh -huh. Our society is play. It's sick. It was exciting. I mean, we pissing people off. With everybody. I can hear it, but we'll turn it up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Daylon tribe are gods to me. Hatifa is a female god to me. We are women. We have something to say. We are here to run. He was that energy and that voice that was real hip hop. She was like, you got a phone call. I was like, who is it? She said, some say his name Tube Socks. I said, Ma, that's Tupac. <laughs> There's never gonna be nothing like what we do. There's nothing that compares in any era of hip hop. It changed everything. The impossible was about to happen. <laughs> so, like I said, I've only seen the first episode of the second season, man, but it's good. It's just so goddamn interesting, dude. I think I'm surprised you haven't watched this yet. You got to check There's this just, shit out, man. So, yeah, I can't wait to watch it, dude. Because you know once I start, because I'm going to watch it by next week. I have a, you know, you you already know I have a to-do list 
Um, I'm going to be watching it by next week so we can have a big talk about it. Um, we have two monsters to hit. And this is one of yes. those monsters. This first episode that I saw was great because, you know, it starts off in Miami and they're talking about, you know, how Luke, they tell the story of Luke and how he, you know, how he started off as like a neighborhood ghetto DJ, as they called it. He was like a ghetto DJ. He used to just throw parties out of his window. He'd be DJing out of his window, putting the speakers out in the front. And, you know, he just got popular that way. And he kept growing and growing because he never really stopped at it. He was always trying to do something. He had something, you know what I mean? He had something that was just, it was, uh, it was different than what other people were doing. And he ends up finding these guys on the West Coast by the name of the Two Live Crew. So it talks about the Two Live Crew, how they got together, uh, all the battles that they went through. Because, you know, it was, it was like the 80s, man. So you had people that were trying to cut him off at the neck. They did not want this at all. They were getting arrested for, for putting out records. It has this one record store owner that, because they banned it in this one certain part of the country. And this dude's like, look, man, it's like freedom of speech. I'm going to keep on selling this. And he got to, he gets arrested, but they they fought for this, you know what I mean? And then they end up becoming like one of the biggest groups that there ever was in hip hop, you know what I mean? Because they had their own style. It was a two live crew. It's a great story, man. And it goes on for probably, because the whole thing is like an hour. I think that's probably a good 25 minutes of it. Wow. And then it also talks about like the Houston scene where you have like the ghetto boys and you got like Pimp C and Bun B yep. in the uh, what was it Underground Kings, right? Uh-huh. That's really good too because uh, I believe it is. I think it's Pimp C is dead now, or is it Bun B? I can't remember. I'm sorry about that. Do you know by any chance? Uh, I should know this, but no, I, it's Pimp C is dead. So they're interviewing Bun B, and it gets really emotional. I mean, because it starts talking about how you know they were like these innovators, and they never really properly got the fame that they deserved they were well respected within the hip-hop community but they never really jumped off the way that like they should have because they were so they were such innovators super super fucking interesting man and then they talk about now i always love the ghetto boys did you listen to ghetto boys back in the day yeah i love the ghetto wait i did unless my mind's playing tricks on me oh nice oh and i didn't even have my little hold up a second man you deserve this one right here (laughs) there you go buddy sorry about that i was in trailer mode but yeah uh, yeah, you know, you got uh, you got Scarface, mm-hmm. you got Willie D, yep. Bushwick Bill. Very interesting. I've heard their story because I was fans of them. But it's, it's educational, man. And then the next one that's coming out that I cannot wait to start is the Bay Area scene. So you know they're going to be talking Too Short. You know they're going to be talking E-40. I just can't wait to get to it, man. So um, next week we're going to really go into this year. Like we said, we, we started off saying it was going to be a short show, but, you know, we started talking and that's kind of like what we do. But I highly recommend you guys check out Hip Hop Evolution. If you haven't seen season, you know what? See, what I was about to say is go back to season one, but I'm a new guy now, man. I'm going to say just jump in wherever you want. I love it. I love the new Dan. Look on Le Menu and you yeah. know, hey, I like that group right there. Start there. That way it's familiar to you. You got some familiarity and you're gonna, it's going to make you want to watch it more. But it's super entertaining and uh, super informative, and it's like it's just really, really interesting. So check that one out. Hip Hop Evolution Season 2. Uh, like I said, I've only seen the first episode, but this is on Netflix. Watch it all day long. I plan on doing that. That's it. That's all I have this week. But I hear you have something for me. People, I know you're about to go crazy. I, it's on my, but it's on my, it's on me. I used to have quizzes every week, and I started falling off, but someone said something to trigger my brain this weekend. <laughs> and it really messed with me. It really messed with me. And I am You're not now, going into it, right? Oh, dude, now I'm going to be on top of my gizame. It's over. Y'all done messed up. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get back into a quizzing of Dan the Man. And this time it's going to be called Dan's Movie Reviews. I'm going to give you an old school review. And you're going to have to tell me based on the review what movie this is. Are you ready? I'm ready to do it. Here we go. 
This film is about a boy who wonders what his parents were like in their salad days and is miraculously given the chance to find out. What child wouldn't love the chance to tell the two love-struck teenagers who will someday become his mother and father? Hey, if you guys were ever kids and, and one of them, when he's eight years old, accidentally sets fire to the living room rug, go, go easy on him, will ya? While keeping the film well-stocked with similar witticisms and giving the production, the production the muted, well-groomed look of the 1950s advertising and television, this director keeps the film firmly anchored in the family history. Dad is a nerd while mother is a demurred beauty. Dan, what movie is this? Before I answer that question, because I do know the answer, because you call this Dan's movie reviews, am I supposed to do anything other than just say the name of this? No, all you got to do is say the name. You ready? Oh, what? Number one, hold on. How sure are you of this movie? I'm 107% sure. Oh, come on. Come on, Dan. (laughs) Shall I just go ahead and dive in? Handle it. That would be Back to the Future. (laughs) Thank you very much. That was an easy one, Steve. I know you're starting off easy with me. Of course I do. Okay. Number two. This film begins with an old dramatic standby. You isolate a group of people in a room, you have them talk, and eventually they exchange truths about themselves and come to new understandings. William Soroyan and Eugene O'Neill have been here before, but they have used saloons and drunks. This film uses a high school library and five teenage kids. Is that it? That's it. Would it be safe to say that we passed by a poster of that yes, earlier? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, then I'm just going to go ahead and say that's the Breakfast Club. <laughs> Thank you very uh, much. I, dude, you're killing it right now. But now is where it likes to turn a table. Yeah, I'm getting cocky. I know you're uh-huh. going to get me right now. Roger Ebert calls the director of the Jerry Lee Lewis calls this director the Jerry Lee Lewis of cinema, a pounding performer who doesn't care if he tears up the piano as long as everybody is rocking. His new movie is a comedy about blood, guts, violence, strange sex, drugs, fistfights, dead bodies, disposal, leather freaks, and a wristwatch that makes a dark journey through the generations. If the situations are inventive and original, so is the dialogue. A lot of the movies these days use flat, functional speech. The characters say only enough to advance the plot, but the people in this movie are in love with words for their own sake. Daniel, what movie is this? I'm going to go ahead and give you a year. Okay. I believe, I believe, I could be wrong, I could be off a year, but I think it came out in 1993. I don't know if you know that or not. Uh, I remember that when I walked into this movie with Gail, because we've been together that long, I walked out of that movie with my jaw dropped. I will also say, Steve, that it is a movie that you don't care for. Oh my goodness! So, may I answer? Go. That would be Pulp Fiction. Oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen. And it was 1994. Oh, okay. I told you, it could be off of you. Dan, that's crazy. I didn't think you were going to, because I tried to make the review not so giveaway. Oh, you almost got me, trust me. How, what you gave it what away? Gave, what know, gave it away out of curiosity? What do you think gave it away? The wristwatch. Yep, that was the one. Dang it. I didn't even know what they were talking about with the wristwatch. <laughs> like, I already... Uh, really? I have no idea what the crap the wristwatch was. Just to bring things back around again, it's a Christopher Walken moment. I think you need to go back and watch this movie, Steve, but we'll save that for another time. All right, here we go. The next one. 
The Old West has rarely looked as opulent as it does in this movie. The director's retelling of the Wyatt Earp story in this capacious western with many modern touches, the Arizona boomtown and a site of the legendary OK Corral has a seedy, vaudevillian grandeur that makes it a direct forerunner of Las Vegas. What movie is this, Dan? Mm, I think I might get this one wrong. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of stink at westerns. But it's Wyatt Earp. Uh, and that wasn't a guess, by the now, way. That was the you movie can I'm talking about. Ask, you, can, you have one time to ask for the year. The year? Yes, I will give you the year of this movie as a hint. Oh, I, Do you want to uh, use it on oh, this one? How many you got? I only got one more after this. I I don't think it's going to help me on this one, so okay. I don't think that I'm going to use it. Um, may I have another hint by any chance? Uh, or is that it? No, any hint I give you is going to give it away. Okay. I think I'm going to get this wrong because I'm not a great Western guy, but I'm going to go ahead and say Tombstone. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I knew that one. Did you really? <laughs> I did. You punk. <laughs> anyway, this is the last one, ladies and gentlemen. This movie is a confrontation between Norman Rockwell's vision of Christmas and Hollywood's vision of the blood-sucking monkeys of Voodoo Island. It's fun. On this one hand, you have an idyllic small American town with Burger Kings and Sears stores clustered merrily around the village square. And on the other hand, you have a plague of reprehensible little beasties who have behaved like a road and road company of Marlon Brando's motorcycle gang in the wild one. Dan, what movie is this? Wow. I'm going to go ahead and borrow that uh, that hint now of the year. 1984. And I'm going to give you one sentence that could give it away. And on the other hand, you have a plague of reprehensible little beasties who behave like a rodent road company of Marlon Brando's motorcycle gang in the wild one. Now, the way you're describing it, it kind of confuses me a little bit. But by the year, I think I might be on point. Uh, I wouldn't describe the movie this way. And I will tell you that if it is the one I'm thinking of, it is one of my all-time favorite movies. You ready? Oh, handle it. I might be wrong on this one. I'm going to go Christmas Story. No, Gremlins. Oh, man. The Beasties. You know what? That's yeah, why I said I, I told, Beasties. I completely jacked that up. Yes. Yeah, no, no. I don't know. You got I, four you know, out of weird. five, Dan. I, I'm, I'm proud of myself, you know what I mean? But it's like, I don't know why. Now I'm a little ashamed, though, because that that was like, that you kind of spoon-fed that one to me. You know what I mean? Um, not, here's the thing. Okay, Dan, I'm going to be, number one, you got four out of five. Give this man a, a, an applause, ladies and gentlemen. Dan, can I tell you something? Sure. You're really good at, like, deciphering movies from hints. This is a special part of your brain that a lot of people wouldn't be able to get these movies even if they knew them. The wristwatch might have given it away for some, but some people would have just been like, oh, crap, the wristwatch in hindsight. I just really appreciate you take, making the effort to make another quiz because it's been, you know, it was getting a little stagnant without him is what I'm saying. Dude, so, you really thank you very did much. a good job. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Okay, and now, okay, and we're about to end up, but I want you to know how his brain works. The Back to the Future one, what gave it away? Uh, you'll have to read it to me again because I don't remember. I'm imagining it was this. Hey, if you guys ever have kids and one of them sets fire, is that the thing? That oh, yes. That will, you know what? I think it was the whole thing on that one. Like that one you just described Back to the Future. I wouldn't have gotten it. 
Because I took out Zemeckis' name and put the director instead of Zemeckis. Now I'm like kicking myself for the whole Beasties thing, the Gremlins thing, because like my all-time favorite Christmas movie is Christmas Story. Yes. So I don't know. I was thinking of the uh, when you said like the Brando thing. I was thinking you've seen Christmas Story. Right? I have seen Christmas Story. So I was thinking of the kids, the tough kids. Yes. Hey, jerk. Yeah. You know, that's what I thought you were talking about. But be, I, I can see that. That makes all the sense in the world. But the thing is, I didn't think like even um, Breakfast Club. I got you getting Pulp Fiction. I didn't think you would get, and I was gonna laugh at you because it's your you love the movie. I love it to death. And I, I think you movies, need to watch it again, dude. Yeah, I picked the movies that you had talked about in our pre in our lives before, and I only picked those movies. And you've talked about a lot of movies with me. Cause I had to literally sift through like what am I going to pick? <laughs> like what five can I pick of things that he's talked to me about? The only one you didn't talk about was Gremlins. That's the only one that I got that I was like, I know he's seen it, but he's never talked to me about it. Yeah, you know something? Regarding Gremlins, I saw that movie in the theater. I do like it, but it is not one of my favorite movies. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something that I don't know why. It just, I don't know. It just, I, people love it. It's a beloved movie to so many people. It's not one of my favorites. How long was that a thing? How was that evil thing a toy? That was a toy for ages. For Gee, I remember seeing it years after I saw that movie. That, that monstrous uh, Gremlin would Stripe? Be, yeah, everywhere. Everywhere it was a toy. It's finally gone, but I'm sure you could buy Stripe somewhere. Oh, I'm sure of it. Isn't that strange? Like today, you could probably go into like, it's probably like one of those Nico or Neko. I never know how to say that. The Neko action figures. You they probably, I'm pretty sure they have Gremlins ones, actually. Would you have a, if someone got you a Gremlin toy, a Stripe, would yes. you put it somewhere? Absolutely. Would you really? Oh, yeah. I've got it quite the, I mean, I'm looking at quite the display right now that I have in my, like, lack of a better word, my studio area. I've got, I've got quite a few. I haven't seen your studio area. Nah, cause it's my bedroom, <laughs> but, but uh, I'm working on it, man. Like I, we, we've been talking about it for a year, but uh, now that things are kind of like back, getting back to normal, I should say, I think a new house is going to be coming. And then, then we're going to have the studio space. You'll be there all the time. If we can get the whole mic thing worked out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I will also leave you with this. I bought a, I'm buying a green screen with a light. Oh, and I here we go. thought that I was going to be buying it so I'd be sitting there in my garage like, lonely, I'm so lonely. But no, ladies and gentlemen, Dan says, you know what? I will do at least one video. You're going to be able to see the face of Dan, not the face of Bo, the face <laughs> of Dan. They're very similar, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, oh, that's another thing. Oh, I don't want to ruin it. Dag on it, the face of Bo. There was a quote later on about the face of Bo, and they were all like, no. But I'm not going to say Have it. you seen? Uh, you know what? It's not time to talk that yet. But when you get to Captain Jack Harkness. That's what I was talking know. about. He said okay, something right. about it, and they were like, no. Well, there's a theory, and I won't go well, into it. Well, he kind of confirmed it. I don't know if it's officially confirmed, but they're, uh, what, are, what are you thinking? Um, oh, We'll talk about it off mic. But we're going to okay, talk. Yes. Oh, yeah, but anyway, um, yes, we're going to try to get some video content in there. I still got to get some lav mics because I'm sorry, but boom mics just don't do it that well. But I'm going to try to get some lav mics that we can clip to our shirts, though. We can do maybe a part of our podcast can be a, a weekly whatever. And uh, we need to, you know, we need to start being more visual on YouTube, have a presence so that more people see us. Um, and not just you amazing. I know y'all are going to be looking, though. You guys going to be looking at your handsome boy right here. Yo, say it. But also new people <laughs> will, too. So um, we love y'all. So what, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, what do you guys think about that? I mean, we're going to do it anyway. I did promise Steve that I will take Yay. a crack at doing this one time. Maybe even if we don't go to the full studio effect like you're going for, we could maybe knock one out on like, say, Periscope or something yeah, like that. Yeah, for sure. You know, just, just to dip our toes in the water, if you will. But uh, you guys out there, would you like this? Are you more comfortable with a podcast format, like an audio format? Or do you want to see our mugs on YouTube? Let us know. Seriously, let us know. I, like I say that sometimes, and then I get nothing but fucking crickets. I'm very curious. Are you guys interested in a, uh, a video version of Heroes of Noise? Now I'm getting kind of excited about it, actually. But the first time someone says, like, you look like a mountain troll, it's over. I'm done. Just letting you know right now, Steve. <laughs> Number one, dude. I'm just letting you know. Here's, what, here's the thing. You are going to look fantastic. No question. You're going to look fantastic because I think you just have a face for the screen, man. You do. For the television. Don't set it up too much because there's there's mean people out there on the internet, man. Come on. Will you stop Don't it? Don't set me up for failures. Will say. you stop it? <laughs> it? People, I am going to tell you some interesting things right now. Number one, Dan is going to be on your uh, computer screen, which is freaking awesome. Number two, this is the last you're going to hear my voice for a few days. And when you next hear my voice, the doctor, if you don't want to hear about Doctor Who, I don't know what to tell you because you're about to hear some. This next episode, because by then I'll probably have watched a lot of it and I'm going to have a lot of theories. My theories for you, like seasoned veterans are going to be like, oh, he's going to be so wrong later on. But some of my theories, he's going to be like, wow, how did he see that coming? And I'm going to answer that question right now because I'm a genius. Next question. Real quick, I'm really going to have to go back over these because they're so fresh with you. And like I said, a lot of these I haven't seen since 2006. So I want to be able to have the dialogue with you. So I guess I'm just going to have to add Doctor Who into my, you know, my library and my viewing Jeez, so we can gee. talk about this. Because I want I want it to be worth it. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I, I love hearing you talk about it, but I want to be able to be in the conversation for with sure, you and be for like sure. up to date. For sure. I love y'all. I love y'all so much. Brother Templeman, thank you for the freaking voicemail. You already know. Make sure you're under that weight hitting them gains. I know you only got one more rep in you. Push that last one out. Handle your business. Love y'all. Peace out. Next voice you're here is going to be Dan. Holla. So I'm just going to address something really quickly here. I'm actually surprised that it's it's me doing this and not Steve. But uh, I just want to say this really quickly, guys. Get out there and fucking vote. Okay, please do so. Let's end this madness now. That's all I'm going to say about that. My name is Dan Ramirez. Thank you for listening to us. We're going to be back with a Halloween show. Where next time you hear us, there's going to be jack-o'-lanterns. It's going to be spooky, ladies and gentlemen. So listen. <laughs> Greetings, boils and goose. Welcome to Heroes of Noise. Dude, you can totally do Bella Lugosi from Ed Wood. Pull the strings. You can totally do it. <laughs> Karloff? Karloff does not deserve to smell my shit. That limey cocksucker can rot in hell for all I care. <laughs> You've seen that movie, G. I think that's the quote, man. I'm oh, but you sure do know that that's one of my top five movies of all time, right? It's a great movie, man. It's when I liked Johnny Depp. Oh, that's, that's a whole other discussion. We'll get into that later. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, see, and see, now officially they, they've heard your voice again, but that's okay because they love to do so. Oh, I'm Guys, done. I'm done. Out. Love y'all. It's okay. It's all right. And I love y'all too. We are the Heroes of Noise. Have a great week. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. Peace. <laughs>